Good morning. Let us open in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, you bring us together to worship as a family, to learn from one another, to gather more information, to understand you better, so that we may follow you better, Lord, that we may do the things that are pleasing in your eyes and stay away from those that aren't. So, Lord, we ask you to open our hearts and our minds today so that we can learn more and become closer to you. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, men's Bible study this week, Tuesday evening. Be there, be square, right? 6.30, okay. Jim Arnold is, is joining us today. He'll be bringing us our message. Linda will be introducing him later, just in case you were curious who was doing this today. <laughs> you always look for the guy that's got the little thing around his, around his neck. Yeah. Look for the microphone. <laughs> no further announcements. Let's worship our Lord. You know, I've had an interesting week this week. Um, some of it's been troubling, and some of it's been very joyous. Um, I am a person that has had four anaphylactic shocks. The last one, I was 15 minutes away from being hospitalized and a half an hour from dying. And I, I just bring this to your attention because I've got a friend of mine that has cut off communication with me because through medical issues, um, I'm electing not to get the vaccination. So that has really troubled my heart. And then I've also got a friend of mine that is probably just either hours or days away from dying. And I know we've had experience of death in this family here at Desert Gardens, so we know how hard it is for us to lose somebody or watching somebody going through that stage of life where the body is deteriorating. But the good news, the reality of heaven God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. In the midst of his suffering, Job said, man is born to trouble as surely as sparks fly upward. It is true. We have never met a person who did not have troubles of some kind. Fear and sickness robs us of our happiness. Broken relationships and shattered dreams destroy our peace. But one of God's greatest promises is that all of these will be forgotten in heaven where there will be no more death, no more sorrow, and no more crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. This is the supreme reality of heaven. Throughout eternity, there will be an intimate relationship between Christ and his church. He will be the lamb who is in the midst of the throne and he shall lead them to the fountains of living waters. With this great certainty and assurance, the future holds no terrors, terrors that we cannot face. Beyond the crisis lies heaven and the utopia of our dreams. Thus, the Christian should never be filled with fear, discouragement, or despondency. Ahead of us is heaven. The hope for today, the joys of this life pale in comparison to heaven. The pains will no longer be remembered. Each day will be filled with joy and anticipation of knowing that we are one day closer to an eternity with Christ. Good morning. 
If you'd like to stand and join us, now, come, now is the time to worship. <clears throat>
To everything there is a season, a time, for every purpose under heaven. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to gain and a time to lose. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate, a time of war, and a time of peace. The preacher sought to find acceptable words, and what was written was upright, words of truth. The words of the wise were like goads, and the words of scholars were like well-driven nails, given by one shepherd. And further, my son, be admonished by these, of making many books there is no end, and much study is wearisome to the flesh. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is man's all. For God will bring every work into judgment, including every secret thing, whether good or evil. Now, if you would stand with me, we can recite the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Lord, I'm coming home. <laughs>
Testament reading today comes from the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, we put on every piece of God's armor, so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, you will be still standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you will be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan. That the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. I'm in chains now. Still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him, as I should. God of mercy and healing, ye who hear the cries of those in need, receive these petitions of your people, that all who are troubled may know peace, comfort, and courage. Life-giving God, heal our lives, that we may acknowledge your wonderful deeds, and offer you thanks from generation to generation. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you call on us. We know that all belongs to you. But you call on us to give back, to share, to realize the joy of giving back to, to our Father with all that you have given us and the, the sins that you have forgiven and the death of your son and the, that all belongs to you. So that which we are able to, ret to return to you, let us use it wisely. Show us the way where we can help others come to know you. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
right. It is such a privilege to be here this morning. I was really, I feel the same way. I got to meet with uh, Linda and Kathy and uh, Wayne, uh, I don't know, a few days ago last week or whatever, and uh, what a blessing. Really neat, encouraging, faith-filled, excited about the Lord people. And that's what we should be, right? I'm excited to be with you. I hope you're excited. Here we are on a Sunday, great way to start a week. We're in church, right? And so this is where we should be. And I know that there's a lot of concerns out there in the world and, and things happen, and I love how you guys prayed about that. That's what we absolutely need to do. And I have a word of encouragement today, and it comes from God, of course, through his word, Psalm 61. So open up your Bibles to Psalm 61, or maybe your you know electronic devices, whatever you want to use, if you have Psalm 61, beautiful word of encouragement. You know, earlier we were praying about uh, people in Afghanistan and people in, in Haiti. Well, a couple of days ago, I got a text from dear friends of ours in Haiti, serving in Haiti, uh, Gaston and Amber. Remember their names, they need your prayers. And Amber had text how discouraged she was. She even used the word overwhelmed, went into her back room, started crying, looking at all the you know, Haiti had an earthquake, many loss of lives, and, and, you know, they've been there for years, and they're seeing that firsthand, and she was just overwhelmed and crying and praying to the Lord, and all of a sudden she gets a knock on the door, and somebody's yelling and screaming, there's a boy drowning in the ocean, and nobody knows what to do, help, help, help. So immediately, in her tears, she runs out the door, runs to the coast, it wasn't very far away, takes the boy out of the water, still had a pulse, and began mouth to mouth, and, and luckily, and praise God, he responded and, and threw up and started breathing in. They immediately called the, uh, the authorities and took him to the hospital, and they said, you know, he's probably going to make it. And uh, she texted last night, went and visited the house of the boy, and he's doing great. And, and the whole thing was, and when I got to share this, I was studying for Psalm 91, and immediately, where did my mind go to encourage him? Hey, open up Psalm 61. Sorry, not 91, 61. She texts back. Oh, that is just the, the perfect timing. This is what I needed. You were spot on, praise God, or whatever. And so here's the thought. In the midst of an overwhelming situation, God is not finished with us. Sometimes we think, oh, I can be overwhelmed and and trapped and and I don't know what's going to happen. And right in the midst of that, the Lord used her to save a life, you know. And and I just want to encourage us all this morning as we read through Psalm 61. This is a hard time for David. You know, most commentators say this section where he writes this psalm is when he's running from his enemies and his own son, Absalom, trying to kill him. I don't know if you've ever had family problems like that, but oh my gosh, that's, that's serious, you know. And you can read the, the story there in, in, in Samuel, uh, 2 Samuel, I think it's 14 or 15 around there, you know. But David, this is a hard time for David. And how many times have all of us been ministered through the Psalms? You know, reading through the Psalms. Uh, when we experience things that, that David experienced, or Asaph, or the other Solomon, the other writers of the Psalms, you know, God speaks to his words, and we can all be encouraged, and I guarantee you we're going to be encouraged this morning. We prayed about a lot of hard things. Maybe you're going through a hard thing right now. Maybe you feel overwhelmed or stressed out, you know. 
And, and it, it comes. It's not, you know, we're, we're not exempt from it. We're all going to be overwhelmed with something. We know by experience what that means to be overwhelmed. But how do you get out of it? There's four things in this psalm that we're going to see that David does. And uh, let's pray about that, that the Lord would speak to us. Father in heaven, we thank you for today. What a beautiful day you've made. Thank you for the opportunity to come to church. Lord, this is so great to worship you and to have fellowship. And, and now we want to we wanna hear from you, Lord. We know that you speak through your word. So would you specifically speak to each one of us? It may be one word or a phrase or this whole Psalm 61, Lord. But please, here we are. We need you to speak and encourage us, Lord. And so we ask for that, that we can continue to, to live for you and to praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say, amen. amen. Psalm 61, verse 1 and 2, the first portion that, that causes David to pray. He says, hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer, for from the ends of the earth I will cry to you, and when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. So some things that I see here, the first thing you do when you feel overwhelmed is you got to pray. This is like a must. And you guys know, I probably don't have to tell you guys because we're praying together already in this service. Two times he's crying. You ever cry in prayer? Man, we know what that's like. You know, sometimes I want to be joyful when I pray and, and we come to the Lord in praise and, and that's great and we need to do that. But sometimes... Sometimes we're crying out to God in prayer. God gives us his emotion to cry, and it helps us release, like I can do nothing in this situation. God, I cry out to you. I can't write a check to get out of this. I can't call somebody up. Yeah, I could ask them to pray for me, but God, I come before you crying. I need you to attend to me. Hear my cry. You know God hears us, right? Sometimes we pray and we think, oh man, God doesn't really care. And your praise, you know, sometimes your prayer, you think it's just hitting the ceiling. It's not going anywhere. Not true. God hears everything. He loves us as his children. We are his children. He's our father. You that are parents, when your kids come to ask you something, are you going to not hear them? Hey, I don't have time for you right now. I can't. You don't do that. God does not do that. He hears the cries of our hearts. I love how the Lord does that. Two things, hear and attend. Attend to my prayer. David is like, I can't do nothing about this. I'm alone, I'm fearful, I'm running for my life. I don't know what to do. Please help me, rescue me. That's what he's saying. And here's the thought too, God can't attend to us if he doesn't hear from us, right? We must pray. If you need attending, and we all do, then we cry out to the Lord in prayer. And you specifically ask him. Always be specific with God. Just like we talk to one another here. Be specific with God. Then he knows. From the ends of the earth I will cry to you. Wherever you're at. God is big. Doesn't matter where we're at in life. Whether it's here in uh, Tucson, Arizona. I'm over in Scotland or Haiti or Afghanistan. Whatever places we find ourselves in an overwhelming condition. God is there. And he will meet us. From the ends of the earth, it doesn't matter. God sees all and knows all. And he will attend to all. Absolutely he will. From the ends of the earth, I will cry to you. And when my heart is overwhelmed, not when. I mean, not if, sorry. It's when. 
when it happens. And we all know by experience what overwhelming is. It's an inside feeling of being trapped. It's an emotion where you come to the end of yourself. Physically, you cry or, or, or you get angry. What are you like when you're overwhelmed? What are you, I was thinking about this. Sometimes I get angry. I am so mad at this situation, you know, and before I knew the Lord, I'm, I'm better at it now. I used to just pick up things, mostly tools if I'm working on a car. I just throw it. I'm so angry. I'm overwhelmed with this thing. Kevin, you would know. Kevin works on cars a lot. Sometimes it's an overwhelming situation. He fixed me with an overwhelming situation, a car situation once. But it can be anything. Our health. An illness. Earthquakes in Haiti. An evil regime hunting down people to kill them in Afghanistan. You know, there's all kind of things that we are overwhelmed by. Your kids, your grandkids, what's happening in their lives. This culture we live in, you know. What's happening in the United States? COVID, you know, just, we were praying about all these things. It's not if we get overwhelmed, it's when it happens. And I love David's honesty as he's writing this song. This is a song of praise, you know. Psalms was always written to music. In fact, in the first, to the chief musician on a stringed instrument, a psalm of David, and so they would sing this. Then I'm reminded in my crying out to God in prayer, I can actually sing, too, you know? And worship to God is really prayer, isn't it? As we were singing earlier, that's praising and praying to the Lord. When my heart is overwhelmed, he says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Lead me. He needs direction. He needs somebody to come alongside and say, hey, I got you, man. Come on, let's go. We'll do this together. How many times have you felt God just come alongside you inside your spirit and your soul? Hey, we're going to do this together. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. As we cry out to God, he meets us and attends to us in prayer. So very important. It's how we connect with God. It's through prayer. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. I like how David uses a big old rock, like Petra. Like It's not a little pebble. It's like big. To the rock that is higher than I. Bigger than my circumstances. Higher than my uh, ability not to cope. Uh, bigger and mightier than my overwhelming condition right now. That's who God is. He's almighty and he's all-powerful, right? Lead me there. This is how we pray. This is the first step in getting out of an overwhelming, or getting through, not out of, but through an overwhelming situation. Lead me, God. I, I, I'm lost. I need some direction here. I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm at my wit's end. I love how David, the first thing is we pray. We cry out in prayer. The second thing is remember God's past protection. I think as David begins to pray here, now he's, he's remembering how God has been to him. He says, for you have been. Notice that word have been. Past protection, right? You have been a shelter for me. So God has been a cover for him. In fact, he says, a strong tower from the enemy. You have been a shelter, a covering for me. You ever see a the place where I'm living, Mo Ranch, you know. There's doves there, sitting in the nest. I think it's doves. What are them birds? Are they doves, Dee Dee? Oh, quails or whatever. And they got nests there. And the, and the other day I was watching one that had the wing over the babies and just protecting them. Do you, do you feel that way? 
Does God, do you feel God protecting you like, David is very, uh, he's an outdoorsman, so he notices things. You are a shelter for me. Ben, I just got that picture of, you know, the wings of a bird just sheltering him. To be sheltered from an overwhelming situation. And, and he mentioned strong towers. Strong towers inside in safety. You're protected from the elements. You're, you're peaceful inside. There's stuff going outside, but inside, like a strong tower, he says. And I, I, I love David's, you know, example of a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. You got enemies, by the way? Sometimes they can be people. Sometimes they can be the devil messing with us. He's our enemy. Sometimes it is a, a health issue or an illness. Uh, there's all kind of enemies out there, isn't it? Sin is an enemy, you know. Whatever your enemy is, we get them from time to time. A strong tower from the enemy. And then he remembers, but I will abide in your tabernacle forever. Tabernacle is the presence of God, right? By the way, that's where he's at right now. As every time you and I cry out to the Lord, guess what? It connects us with his presence. And he's tabernacling with us. I love that. I will abide in your tabernacle. How long? What does it say there? Forever. Absolutely forever, no matter what's going on. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. There's that thought of the bird again. And so now notice David is getting encouraged as he's crying out to the Lord. He's remembering the past, how God has dealt with them. And then now in verse 5, 6, and 7, he remembers the promises of God. So he prays, number one. That's what we do in an overwhelming situation. Number two, just remember the past protections. He's our shelter. He's gotten all of us through all kinds of situations, right? So just remember that. He's not going to leave you alone now. No. Verse five, for you, O God, have heard my vows. God hears all kinds of things. A vow is a promise that you make to the Lord. I swear to God I will do this. You remember as a kid a lot? Say it again as an adult. God, I promise I will serve you. I promise that I will not give up in this overwhelming situation. God, hear your vow. I promise to serve you no matter what, right? Being a Christian doesn't exempt us from overwhelming or hard things in life. No, we promise to God that we will serve him. We are his children, and we're going to carry it out even through overwhelming situations. For you, O oh God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. A heritage. Christians. You know, you're a, a man or a woman of God. You're a child of God. He's our Heavenly Father. What a great heritage we have, right? When we give our life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And we praise God and we live for him. And his spirit comes in and enables us to live that Christian life. We have a great heritage. And he's not done with us. He's not. And we have a great future. It's coming. It's coming. For you have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Do you fear the name of God? Always. Fear not like I'm going to get beat by him, although there is consequences to willful sin. But fearing God in a healthy, uh, he's almighty God, the fear of displeasing him. I love God so much, I don't want to do that thing. He tells me not to do it, I better not do that thing. You know, just that healthy fear. 
He says, you will prolong the king's life. Notice the encouragement coming to David. Now his heart is changing. You will uh, prolong the king's life. He's running for his life, but now all of a sudden through his prayer, he remembers, you know what? God promised me. God promised to use David as a king, as a warrior, as a shepherd, as a leader of his people. You will prolong the king's life. His years is many generations. And he shall abide before God, there's that word again, forever. And, and David's heart is changing. Oh, prepare mercy and truth which may preserve him. And so there's another prayer. He's crying out mercy and truth of God. I need your mercy at this time. I just need to be reminded of your truth, Lord, in this overwhelming situation. You will prolong my days. And I love the transformation that is happening on the inside of David's heart right now. You see what's happening? He's allowing the overwhelming presence of God to be bigger than the overwhelming situation of his life. And that's what God does in our lives. Number four results in praise. First he prays, then he remembers the past protection of God, and then he remembers the promises of God, and what does it result? Look at verse 8. So I will sing praise to your name. There's the third time we read the word what? Forever. I love this. That I may daily perform my vows. Notice the encouragement that David has here as he writes the end of this song. So I will sing praise to your name forever. We sang it this morning. Sing it again later on in the day. Whenever you do, it's really good to sing praise to the Lord. I will do that. You know, but it's his heart willing to do that. Now the presence of God is overcoming his overwhelming situation, which allows him and frees him now just to go ahead and praise God in the midst of his overwhelming situation. Now, honestly, that's hard to do the things that we are overwhelmed by or with this morning, you know. Can you still praise God and sing out to him? Yes, you can. You were doing it earlier. And we need to continue to do that. No matter what happens tomorrow or next week or next year, whatever, may we never stop praising God, even in the midst of our overwhelming situation. He says that I may daily perform my vows. So he knows that he wants to continue to perform his vows. There's that second word again, the vow. My promise to you. I'm going to continue to serve you. God isn't finished with David yet. He's not finished with us yet, right? So whatever situations that we're dealing with, we continue to perform before God. That's an interesting word that he uses there, perform. Do you ever think of your life as a performance before God? You should. Because God is watching and he's knowing everything. You know, I'm thinking of musicians, you know, my uh, brother there playing the piano or whatever, and, and you know, a, a musician just trains all their lives. They practice and practice. This is what they live for. And they go out on that stage and they perform, and, and, and man, they just are good at it, and it blesses everyone that is there listening to it, you know, and the blessing personally for them, but people that are coming to hear them or whatever. And I was thinking, man, my life. We, we are performing for God. I, I want God to be blessed in my life when he sees me perform for him. Not because I have to, because I want to. This is how God has made me to serve him, right? And then I want other people around me. 
I want this generation in which I live to be blessed by my life and my performance as a Christian, as a child of God, as a man of God, you know. I love that. So I'm, I'm kind of thinking, okay, I'm going to perform for the Lord today in a good sense. Not for me, but for him. God, help me, even in my overwhelming situation, because people are watching how we handle the situation, aren't they? Are you going to cower? Are you going to run from it? Or are you going to sit down and pray and remember God's protection and remember his promises and then continue to praise him even in the midst of it? That's the encouragement that we need to have today. And that's the encouragement that I see in this psalm. Four things. Pray. Remember God's protection. Remember his promises. And just continue to praise him. Now, one final note. We know some people that need to be encouraged. A final application is share Psalm 61 with someone that you know that is a bit overwhelmed this week. Whether you get a text or a phone call or maybe a conversation with someone, hey, I want to share Psalm 61 with you. And there's four things that can help get you through this overwhelming situation. Amen? Father, thank you, Lord, for your word. Oh, it's just encourages us, Lord. And Father, we want to pray for all the overwhelming people right now. Some of us can be us, Lord, and maybe we know of some other people. Father, we lift them up to you right now. In Jesus' name, would you just come and fill them with your presence. Those that know you, Lord, you're just right there with them, Lord. And Father, remind us to share the truth of this word, Psalm 61, with them, Lord. And we just pray for people that are feeling overcome, even now at this moment, Lord, your presence. We just encourage them so they can continue to praise and live for you, Lord. And so, Father, as we go from this place this week, Lord, we are grateful for this time that we've had this morning. And so may you be blessed. May we perform for you, Lord, today, that you would be glorified. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say, Amen. Psalm 61. Bless you guys. Whosoever meaneth me.
Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this message today, this message of lifting up and hope and knowing that even your most faithful people have had their challenges in life, that there's times when they knew the right place to go was to come to you in prayer, Lord, to recognize how you've been a protector and to recognize that if we continue to praise you, you will be there for us always. So, Lord, we thank you for this message and let us go forth knowing that you're always with us. This we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.